click to version to click to episode two, part two, and you'll hear the conversation continue. Um, Arthur, I, I wanted to play this for you and get your reaction because just a couple days after you were arrested, you mentioned that they came down from the secret court that anyone who violates the, the COVID rules and has an illegal gathering, anyone who entices someone to attend an illegal gathering or attends one themselves, that order would authorize them to arrest anyone in the province, correct? That's right. So I want to show you this. I know you've seen this. What is going on with the Palestinian protest and why weren't they held to the same standard? Let's play, Mr. Bruce, for everyone who hasn't seen it yet, the cut three that I sent you, the shorter one. Our people are being slaughtered. And no nation, east or west, has said a damn word. Mr. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, you claim to be the defender of human rights, world peace. You claim that we are the champions of the oppressed. You claim that you fight terrorism. But yeah, right, we'll cut it you there. stand and you watch. We don't want to give them a soapbox. But what I see there, Arthur, is I see a lot of people not wearing masks. I see a lot of people not social distancing. I see an illegal gathering. I see a megaphone enticing more people to come. We Last time you were on the show, we asked you whether you thought the same standard would be applied to Muslims going into Ramadan as what you experienced in Holy Week. And we all kind of agreed that no. Shocking I'll tell you right now, no. Just, no in the United States, no after, in Canada. Shocking. Just yeah. days after your arrest, they're able to do that. And no one's arresting them. No one's dragging them through the street. No one's making them lay down in their own piss. They're allowed to just go on. Why, why was that? Has anyone given you an answer? Well, uh, we've called the police. We've called the AHS. And here's the answer we're receiving. And you're right. Uh, no arrests were made. Not even one single ticket was given during that rally, even though the police was outside of the Islamic Center, but they were not doing, engaging or filming like they always do to us. No pictures were taken. No, they could do whatever they wanted. And the answer we've got from them, of course, like I said, no tickets, no arrests. Imams could speak freely. And uh, I was told that uh, they're investigating. Okay, so this is the answer we are receiving. Yeah. Uh, we are we are being dragged from the streets, arrested, and we are facing courts and charges. Uh, they are keep investigating, and this is like two weeks now. They're still investigating. No one was charged. No one even received a single ticket uh, for that event, even though outside of the of the mosque, uh, police was there, uh, but not interfering. Uh, even a few of my friends went to talk to the police during that day. And they said, well, how come you're arresting pastors and you're ticketing thousands of Christians all over this country, but you are ignoring what is happening here? And they said, uh, no comments. They didn't want to talk uh, about it at all. So here is the pattern. Uh, the mayor is a Muslim and the prime minister is a Muslim sympathizer. The premier, Jason Kenney, during Ramadan, he sends a message to the Muslims telling them how amazing they are and how, how, how much he loves them and how much he appreciates them and uh, thanks them for, and listen to this, 
it is thanking them for obeying all the rules and regulations during the COVID um, pandemic. Okay. Well, you saw yeah. how much they respect and follow the orders of the premier. They don't care, but no one dares to touch them. Here is my take on the story. Two things. No one dares to touch them because they, the police cars will be flying in the air. They will blow them up and they will blow the entire police department up and chop that's the one, chief of That's police one explanation. Right? That's, that, so that's one that's explanation. Second, I think they are dividing the population. They want to turn the people against each other. That's why the BLM, Antifa, and the violence, the racism, the white supremacy, all those different things, they want people to hate each other. Why? Because when there is chaos, they can implement their martial, martial laws. They want people to be violent towards each other. Because if people fight with each other, they have no time to fight with the true corruption, which is the government. And that's the plan they're making. They want to turn Christians against the, the Muslims. They want to turn the blacks against the whites and, and so on. So they have a plan in this whole thing. I'll give you more. Just like last Sunday, we were feeding people on the streets of Calgary. And um, we had homeless people and we, we were giving them necessities of life. In this section, right behind us, there was over a thousand Muslims coming for the same reason. That was just last Sunday. And they were completely ignored by authority the police didn't bother them the ahs didn't bother, bother them the bylaws didn't bother them they came to my associate pastor with the same court order threatening him with the arrest because he dared to feed the homeless people but they would not interfere or do anything to the muslims they were like next to us i mean literally next to us and they could do whatever they want so now you see the level of corruption within the government. I mean, corruption at the highest level, starting with the premier and the minister of so-called minister of justice, uh, Madhu, his name is. He's a, a guy from Nigeria. And it, it's shocking, the level of corruption. And of course, the chief of police here, um, what a wicked man that he sends his SWAT team to harass, intimidate, and arrest preachers for simply opening church. And the mayor, the homosexual Muslim mayor, of course, he's not going to raise his hands against his Muslim faith because he would be eaten alive by, the, by those hyenas. So we have what we have, and that's the reality. If people will not wake up, it's going to be over for them. If Americans, because you see, whatever is happening here in Canada, it's coming your way. Oh, yeah. If Americans will not rise up right now, you will not have democracy. Guaranteed. If you this is your window of opportunity to stand up peacefully and resist this evil, because if you don't do it now, you may not have that opportunity tomorrow because the villains are growing stronger and stronger and stronger by the minute. And the people, the patriots are getting weaker and weaker and weaker by the minute. So you have to come uh, into a realization if I don't stand up now, it may yeah. be over for me. So it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek question, but have you ever thought about building a minaret onto your church and just calling it a mosque? Do you, do you think they would leave you alone? No, they will not because, of course, we cannot do that. And they will know even if we did it, uh, <laughs> no one will believe it. So it's one set of law for 
those people another set of law for us it's a total injustice again canada is not a democracy anymore it's a totalitarian state you have two categories of people those that are protected by the villains and those that are hunted down by the villains christians and jews are being persecuted on a daily basis right now in this country and everybody else has a free ride yeah well i i think that uh we we know that history tells a different story in the future and we know that uh, people like you standing up on the hill and frankly people like me standing up on the hill we already know where our fate is we know that we have to put it in god's hands and you know i, I constantly try to encourage other people to become advocates become ambassadors for truth and to stand up speak up courage is more infectious than fear and you know as you walk through this process it's really hard for people to most normal people to understand the evil that you deal with and the inhumanity you deal with when you're locked up in a cell for for days it's really hard for them to to fathom that that would be happening you know i i, I talk to people here in the united states and one of the things that i say to them is listen you don't understand what's behind the facade you don't understand what's behind the blank words of our leadership and that when they walk away from that podium and they're smiling at you, they're doing real harm to people in our community, people in our society, that they lack any sort of empathy and they're sociopathic, which is really the, the underpinnings of what happened in Nazi Germany. So that's I, right. I, I want to I just if I can, I want to go back and, and touch on one thing that you said that I think people need to, to understand. You came from communist Poland. Your family is from Poland. Historically, can you give and, and I'm a big history buff. Can you can you give me or can you can you give us a little bit of your family's history in Poland and what you experienced going back to that era? Well, you know, Poland it's a center of Europe and we have always had trouble with the neighbors. We are like between the rock and the hard place. We got Germans on one side, we got the Soviets on another side, and they constantly were attacking Poland and trying to steal our land. So that's just the history of the Polish nation. We are always between evil, wicked people. Um, so I grew up in a country that has a, a huge history of defending our rights and defending our country. Of course, I've heard the stories from my grandparents about the Nazis, about the Gestapo, the SS, the rapes, the pillaging, the murdering. Also, I grew up in a city that had a concentration camp. So we were, as kids, we were playing in the bunkers that Germans built to keep the people inside the concentration camp. And, um, you know, that the, the, the history was so real for us because some of the buildings still had bullet holes from the Nazi era. Every year we would go to Auschwitz-Birkenau, to the biggest concentration camp, to kind of remind ourselves what the people are capable of if you don't put the check uh, on their authority. If there is no accountability for those people, that's the end. That's, that's what is going to happen. If you don't have any accountability for those villains, those wannabe tyrants, you're going to have concentration camps, you're going to have tens of millions of people being murdered by those evil, wicked people. So 
um, I grew up hearing those stories from the older generation, but also I grew up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets. So I have a first-hand account on what was the life growing up, you know, in the middle of hell, because that's what it was. The, the Russians, the communists, the socialists destroyed our economy. The country was in extreme poverty to a point that you couldn't just go and buy necessities of life. You were forced to stand in a lineups, constant lineups. Every day, people had to stand in the lineups just to buy necessities of life. Also, the country was run by a huge corruption. In order to do anything in the land, you had to bribe. So you were bribing the police, you were bribing the politicians, you were bribing the judges, you were bribing the, uh, the doctors, the nurses, the teachers. That's how the country was being run. Bribes, bribes, bribes. Also smuggling, you know, because the stores didn't have anything in them, you know, people smuggled stuff. Yeah, it was underground market. market. Black market was a huge thing. And of course, everything was very expensive, but, you know, that's how the system was working. Also, the whole nation was turned into a thieving nation because you couldn't buy, you know, for example, you couldn't buy a bulb, you know, so... To have a light in the house, you need a bulb, but you have the money, but you can't buy it because it's not in the stores. So what the people did in the manufacturing uh, you know, places, they would steal the bulbs and they would sell them on the black market because you couldn't buy them normally. The Russians were stealing everything from Poland. So Polish people uh, started to fight back. And that was the way they were fighting back by stealing, you know, technically... It was a theft, but it wasn't because the government was stealing everything from them. So in order yeah. to survive, they were taking what it was supposed to be rightfully theirs. And that's how the system was operating. In 1981, finally, the people had enough. And there were a few uprising before. Uh, it was in the middle of 1960s when in the city of Poznan, people took it to the streets, but they were not united. It was the workers that took it and the university students refused to help them. Then they were crushed, murdered, and Hungary caught that fire and got its freedom. But Poland was subdued back by the, by the Soviets. And then 10 years later, another uprising. This time the workers were upset with the students. They didn't unite. And again, the students were subdued, tens of thousands arrested, some murdered. And finally, in 1981, the Polish people realize we can't do this alone. We have to come together. And that's my message to America. You got to come together. Forget about what, what, what the divisions you might have. This is not the time for division. This is a time for unity. You got to unite. You have to unite together and fight this evil with, you know, civil disobedience, Martin Luther King Jr. style. And 1981-82, Polish people, by the millions, took it to the streets and the communists collapsed. The Berlin Wall has fallen and Poland got its freedom back. Another warning for the Americans I will have is that throughout of this ordeal of Soviets occupying Poland was that Poland had a constitution from the beginning to the end just like United States of America. However, you got to remember, fascists, Nazis, communists, socialists, they don't care about human rights. Yeah. They don't care about constitution. They don't care if you tell them, I have my rights. I have my rights. You cannot do that. They don't care. 
the gangsters. He tried to talk to the mafia boss that what he's doing is illegal. He doesn't care. He's going to laugh at you. And that's exactly what we're seeing in Canada. They're laughing at us. They know they're breaking the law because they're lawbreakers. They're but there's no accountability. They're stripping the entire system of no accountability. It's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's actually happening, not just in the United States, not just in Canada, but around the world. What are you going to do about it? That's really what they're saying. What are you going to do about it? It's almost it's almost pushing us to the to the to a uh, call of arms. It almost is pushing us to violence, as if as if yes, they know they, that they that's the what's that? They that's exactly what they're doing. And and the bad part about that is is that they think that they think through all of this that we're just supposed to just I don't know walk away. We're supposed to walk away. That's we're what they want just, because. Because the whole system, you got to understand, the whole system is being run by fear, right? Terror, uh, tyranny. You know, you got to be afraid, and that's why the laws. I don't know if you noticed those restrictions, which are not actual laws; those are restrictions and should never be enforced as laws of the land, um, are being done in such a confusing, confusing ways that you never know what restrictions are you breaking, when are you breaking them, are they lifted or not, and that's done by design. You never know when the restrictions are going to be lifted, and are they lifted, what is lifted? I mean, people are confused. Why? Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want you to know. They want you to live your life filled with fear you constantly have to be on your toes never knowing if you have broken the law what kind of law you have broken am i okay to do this am i not okay to do this um that's by design because whatever you know about the totalitarian regimes is that everything is run by terror so they need to mm -hmm. terrorize the society they need the society to constantly be afraid of them and that's how you implement slavery. That's how, that's how you're subduing the, the population. And, and Poland is a perfect example. 50,000 communists were ruling over 36 million Polish people. How did they do it? By propaganda, nonstop every day, seven times a week, seven days a week. Also by fear. So you had those so-called officers of the law terrorizing the society in such a way that everyone yeah. was afraid of their neighbors. Well, Stalin had a saying, Stalin had a saying, you show me the man, I'll show you the crime. Stalin would find someone that he wanted gone. And then the, the communists would figure out what crime they broke. And then they'd send them off to the gulag. It's pretty obvious yeah. that they want you gone. And they're trying to figure out ways to take you down. Even going now so far as to arrest you for, for preaching. The last time you were on the show, I asked you, and, and I, I didn't expect you to say yes because you're a modest guy, but I asked you whether you believe you're a martyr. N seeing what they are doing to you since the last time we talked, it is hard to not see you as a martyr, as, as someone who is who is fighting for Christianity against forces that, that want Christianity gone. Do you see yourself more as a martyr, not not in like the in the saint kind of kind of way, but that you are sacrificing for your faith. Do you see yourself more as a martyr now than you did last time? Well, here is how I see myself. I see myself as a shepherd of God's people 
I'm doing my job. My job as a shepherd is to fend off the hyenas and wolves. So that's what I'm trying to do to the best of my ability. Am I persecuted and prosecuted? Yes, 100%. I mean, uh, this is obvious. You don't arrest a man in such a way unless you want him to be hurt, unless you want him gone, unless you want you know to penalize that man of course at the every level of the government they are sending messages to all of us christians that were coming after you you're not welcome you're not wanted your unessential services we value marijuana store more than we value church we value more a liquor store than we value a church gathering and the pastors the way they treated us in jail and then in prison it shows how much they hate everything that is decent and good. The moral standards of our Western democracy have fallen so, so, so far from what is true and decent and how it used to be that you can't even compare um, anymore to, you know, I can't even clearly uh, with a clear conscience to call a police officer a police officer. They're not officers of the law, they're gangsters. Uh, they're acting like gangs, gangsters, they break the law like gangsters, except the difference is they're doing this in the name of the law and they're doing this for the elected wannabe tyrants. But that's not the end of the story. I, Like I said, I am thinking of myself as a pastor that is just doing his duty. I believe in the Bible and Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments. He also said, pick up pick up your cross and follow me. He says, they will hate you just like they hated me. And that's just part of the job description, a lifestyle, if you will. So there is a good news because the more they're pushing, the more people are realizing that what I have been preaching for the past years is the truth. You know, we have been called conspiracy theorists. We have been called crazy wackos and etc. Now, more and more people are realizing what we have been saying and warning people all those years is actually the truth. So now I am overwhelmed by the positivity of the phone calls and emails and texts that I'm receiving by thousands of people, thousands upon thousands of people are contacting me every single day since I kicked the Nazis out of our church, telling me that they see what's going on. So it's backfiring all you know, on those wannabe tyrants. More and more people are being awakened. And I think that's why yeah. they're terrified. They're terrified because yeah. they see the people's eyes are being opened more and more. It's like my wife said yesterday, she said, you know, they will be better off to just let you preach in the church and just not to even pay attention to you at all. And I agree yeah. because I was not interested in doing shows. I was interested in just taking care of my flock taking care of the people, taking care of the homeless people, and that's it. I, that's what I want to do. I want to take care of people. I want to love people. I want to save people. Leave me be. But because they don't, now I have an international pulpit, if you will. And I can preach to millions of people right now and tell them we are in a big trouble. We need to rise up. We need to speak up. We need to yell from the rooftops and we need to remove those devils, those wicked, evil, demon possessed people from the power, from the authority and replace them with a God fearing patriots. We need patriots again in our political arena, patriots. People that love yeah. Canada, people that love United States, 
people that are willing to pay the price for United States, people that will work for the people that are elected, they're elected by the people, for the people, you know, by the people, they are the servants. You know, police officers used to have this motto here in Calgary on their vehicles, and this is what it said, to serve and protect. Mm -hmm. Let this sink in for a second, to serve yeah. and to protect. And they had blue uniforms. They've changed their uniforms for dark, dark blue, so it looks like black. Also, they changed their motto. They kicked out to serve and protect, and it's some like vigilance, pride, whatever. I mean, yeah. some kind of a garbage slogan. I don't care about your pride. I care about you doing your job because I'm paying you for this job to serve and protect me. Yeah. I hired you to do that job. But that job description is out the window. Now they are a muscle for gangsters in in the in you know in the political arena uh, so we know how the story ends we know that in the end we win god wins mm -hmm. in the end and everyone that stands with god on the side of god wins as well in the meantime we got to do our part in this history in this time that we are living it's our time to shine it's our time to speak it's our time to stand up and you know god is asking you and me the same question whom we are we, whom we are to use, whom are we going to send? We got to be like this prophet of all that says, here I am, Lord, use me. We are to be used by God to do what's right. It's always the right thing to do, to do the right yeah. thing. So God is waiting for you and for me, and he's waiting for an uprising, a peaceful uprising of godly people that love, love him and love this country. And I think that God is using this story to awaken a lots of people, especially in the United States. We are speaking That's with right. Arthur Pavlovsky, everyone, just to let everyone know who's coming in late. If you can rewind it, he is the pastor who kicked the Gestapo out of his church. We're going to keep listening to a story. We have questions, but we have to break real quickly just to read that this podcast is brought to you by Air Med Care Network. If you live in a rural area, mm. you spend a lot of time outdoors, off-roading, whatever, and emergency strikes. Obviously, Archer did not have a good experience with authorities, but if you need help, hopefully that they are nicer to you, and you might need to be airlifted to a hospital. If that happens, you're going to realize just how expensive that is, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand to get airlifted by helicopter to a hospital. doesn't have to be that way. If you sign up with Airmate Care Network for as low as $85 a year, your entire household will be covered. If a, if a disaster or emergency strikes and you need to be airlifted, less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time. So go to www.airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. You'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. Again, go to www.airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. Yeah. Well, um, so every time I talk to you, I'm reminded of Matthew 510, 511, 512 which is blessed are those who are persecuted, right? And and just as you are persecuted, the, the prophets were persecuted before you. Um, obviously, you are you are living that biblical verse. You you are you are showing just how true that is. Um, I I wanted to pick your brain. Have you have you seen? I know, I don't know how much American news you get in Canada, but did you see what happened this past week? We had we had a congresswoman named Marjorie Taylor Greene who compared the COVID restrictions to Nazi Germany, specifically the idea that you have to put a sticker on your shirt 
if to show you're vaccinated, you have to show your papers, your internal passports. She compared it to Nazi Germany and she was ridiculed. Both parties went after her. The Republicans like like condemned her for well, it. I mean, I don't know if you saw it. We have a clip we can play for you, but I, I wanted to get your opinion. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I mean, I, I want to say that it's not both parties. It's the left publicans, the trans publicans, the people that are oh, yeah. basically the radical left that has infiltrated the right. Right. That has infiltrated the Christian conservatives and frankly, people that just stand up for constitutional law. So they I, I want to be really clear for everyone that's on the, that's listening to the show that they are not Republicans. They are not conservatives. They do not stand up for the rule of law. They do not stand up for God's word. They don't. They, they try to th- th- it's easy for the left to infiltrate our us because they're deceitful people. It's easy for them yes. to say, I'm trying yeah. to do good work. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, as they let them in for critical race theory, gender fluidity, uh, recruiting kids in second grade to be gay, destroying our, our economic system, destroying our school system. Sorry, Archer, to go on this on this <laughs> tirade. But the, the reality of it is, is that that's truth. Truth is, is that they are not yeah. they do not represent our interests. It is as bad as what you have up in Canada. They're terrible. But what she did Archer, was yeah, unbelievable. Did you see that story? You know, uh, let me just say something um, just to tie with what Joe was saying. The premier of Alberta, the very one that said I will crush Pawlowski's and my house got on fire and the very one that is sending the Gestapo to arrest, not just me, because we are there's a number of pastors that have been arrested already since that day. Their churches shut down like with a lock and one church in Alberta is fenced off by that tyrant. But Joe, listen to this. He calls himself conservative. Yeah, there you go. He he is a conservative and he calls himself a Christian. He goes to church, he says. Uh, can you imagine? He goes to church, he's a conservative, and he yeah. arrests pastors for opening church. I mean, he is, that's he is a wolf a in sheep's clothing. He is not a Christian. He does not believe in God's word, and he does not believe in the power of of the spiritual food that's as important as the food you eat. He does not, he does not understand it. And, and this is the problem that I have. Archer, you just said it. He is a person that is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is out there representing himself as something while he's destroying the very people he says he represents. He's ruling over that's them. Right. That's he right. In- and he was elected by us. You know, we got to remember, we elected them to protect our interests and he has become a traitor. Those people should be charged for treason. They're not working for the people. They have started to work against the people. They should be charged for crimes against humanity. And, you know, this lady, I'm not surprised that she was attacked in such a vicious way. Why? Because she speaks the truth. I agree with her 100%. Yes, this is a repetition of history. Yes, when the Jews were told to wear a star of David on the right sleeves, it was told to them, well, we just need to identify you. It's not a big deal. It's just a piece of cloth. Come on. I mean, don't make this, uh, you know, dramatic. Yeah. It's nothing. Uh, we are just want to re- relocate you. You know, we just, well, uh, we think we, yeah. you will be more comfortable among your own people. So we're helping to take you to that place. You have your own country. All of those things were lie after lie after lie because we know how the story ends. Now they're repeating the same book. They're reading the same book. I mean, they're, they're saying, okay, how did Adolf Hitler manage to murder the people? Okay, that's how he did it. Okay, let's flip the page. Oh, wow. Uh, they were told in Auschwitz-Birkenau 
to leave their clothes here hang them on 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 here because you're going to a shower and then you gotta remember the number yeah. of your clothes because when you're coming back uh you know you need to be able to find your your place and don't worry about it we just want to wash you and then we will give you a nice meal um you know you will be treated uh, like like a king and boom they were murdered right we know that's history we know how they did it adolf hitler let me just say this everything adolf hitler did was lawful according to him and his party he was democratically elected listen he was democratically elected as the chancellor of germany they elected him and he implemented law after law after law legally which is he what they're doing now that's exactly my point they're doing exactly the same thing they're reading the same book and they're implementing what worked before and people are stupid they're stupid they're dumber than dogs right now because they're not seeing what's really going on around in their countries i mean that's a shocking thing i said to my son i said you know what look at the people i would never imagine they're so dumb the dogs are smarter than people because they refuse to wear a muzzle but people gladly put the muzzle on their faces even though they don't need to it's it's insanity at the highest level so Adolf Hitler, the first thing he did, we got to remember this, he murdered 250 disabled people in the yes. name of protecting the German people. So he murders 250,000 people, all legally. All of that was done legally, like euthanasia, like abortion right now, all legal. You can murder people, no problem, because it's the law. You can murder your children, the future of this country. Yeah, you can murder them, that's law. We say it's legal, it's perfectly good. Also, we have to remember that the first victims of Adolf Hitler were Germans. Dachau, Buchenwald, all yeah. those concentration camps were built not for the Poles, not for the Jews. They were built for the Germans. Germans were the first victims of democratically elected Adolf Hitler and his party. We are forgetting that we are repeating right now history. And we say, lest we forget, we have forgotten we have forgotten what we promised, what we swore to remember. And right now we are repeating the same mistakes. And, and I just don't get it. I don't understand why, how you have become so blinded and so deaf that you're not seeing what's really going on in your country. Well, yeah, I know the, the less gonna, we I'm forget, gonna... the never, never forget. It's not about waiting until you get to death camps. It's identifying the precursors because I, I think we all well, we don't know. I mean, it's getting pretty bad in Canada, it seems. Um, we all like to think that there won't be death camps and we like to think that people will step up and stop that before it happens. But the less we forget, never forget. It's all about stopping the precursors, stopping the alienation, right? Stopping the, the, the division, the, the belittling, the dehumanization that is necessary to get to that endpoint. Because if you stop it there, if you don't let them dehumanize one group of people and turn the, the rest of the people against them, then you can't have death camps because they'll still see their humanity, which is why it's, yes. it's so concerning how they treated you because it's, it's, it's institutionalized, it's, it's systemic. That I, Obviously, you said there was the one cop who was nice to you, but when they treat you like a dog, less than a dog, I wouldn't put my dogs in, the, in, the, in a kennel the way you described it, when they treat you like you are less than human, it is up to all of us to to call attention to that and to and make sure that 
not only does that stop, but it, it definitely doesn't go any further because we know what happens when you allow one group of people to dehumanize another. You get genocide, which is what's so crazy about Marjorie Taylor Greene. All she was doing, she was pointing out, hey, you're going to make people put a little patch on their shoulder, on their on their sleeve. Well, remember the last time that happened? How about we don't pit people against each other, have one person better than the other? Let's stop this. And they want to kick her out of politics. It, it's, yes. it's insane to me. It's, it's insanity. Yes, yes, well, well, we, it is because, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I wanted I wanted to draw some some things that I, I want listeners to understand as I tell them to stand up, have courage. You you have to be that courageous voice. You have to stand on the hill together. You have to start protecting each other and, and protecting Archer specifically. But th the reason why I say that is because in, in Germany, people walked willingly into the gas chambers. They walked to their death. There was no fight in the people in these concentration camps. They just wanted that extra breath, that extra minute. And we see that mentality today that, oh, I just don't want to sacrifice. If I can just get another month, it, I, know, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my car. I don't, I don't want to lose my comfort. Not understanding that the comfort will soon go away. Now, whether or not you take it away and you strip it away all at one moment or you take it away over time, you're, you're, you're ruining the legacy of opportunity in the future it's not the opportunity today that you're trying to protect. It's everything that your life represents. It's the true test of why God put you here. It's the true test. And, and, and that test of yeah. character, that test of strength, you, we, we have to stand up now. We don't have a choice. You know, I have pastors right now uh, telling me, you know, Art, I can get a ticket, right? Uh, they can give me a, a big ticket. And, you know, I got... Look how many tickets I have. And I got yeah. court cases. And the pastors will come to me and say, well, I don't want to get a ticket. And I'm thinking how low your fate has fallen if you are terrified of a ticket. Forget about picking up the cross and following Jesus. Forget about being tortured and murdered for your faith. Forget about really paying the price. But you are terrified and afraid of a ticket. You know, that shame. Shame on the church leaders, shame on the so-called shepherds of God's people, shame on the rabbis, shame on the pastors, shame on the priests, because this is our time to shine and show the entire world that we are truly believers. We truly believe in the Bible. The world is watching us. What do they see? They see a bunch of cowards, cowards shutting down the churches, cowards not willing to stand up. You know, that's why it's so hard for me. Because if I had 500 other churches in the city of Calgary rising up, this fight would be over. But because it's just a handful of us in the city, yeah. like few pastors, really, we got two, three pastors here standing up and that's it. The rest of them are cowards. They have sold Jesus for a bowl of soup, for silver and gold, and they're not willing to pay the price because they might, listen to this, they might get a ticket. If we would all rise up and stand up, this whole sham would be over. Yeah, but the, the, they won't, yeah. and, and they are. I, I will tell you, you you stepped out first. Others are following you. It's slowly happening. It's not happening fast enough for me, but I will tell you that you're having an effect. You are to have an effect on pastors here in the United States. I sat with 25 pastors in Denver that frankly, half of them were left-leaning pastors. And over 50% of them said, let's pray for Archer. Let's pray for, for justice to be served. 
And that's, that's all the way here in Colorado. And I hear this everywhere across the nation. So I'm, I, I just want you to know that there are people out there that are praying for you and they're standing next to you. And there might be other pastors that are in your community that want to stand up, but just don't know how to. They don't, they don't know how to show you that they want to support you. So there might be pastors that you want to reach out to or you want to put that in your message that, hey, if you have other pastors that want to stand next to you, you're going to encourage them. Maybe include that in part of your message. And maybe you have. I, I keep pretty close tabs on you. <laughs> so I, I listen to you quite, quite often. But maybe there are more that can stand next to you if they just knew how to stand next to you. Maybe create some no, sort of pack. No. I agree. My wife always reminds me that um, I have done my share of trying to awaken them and I was very hard and not intentionally. I, I don't say those words because I hate them or I really want to get to them. No, no, no. It's just yeah. I think it's a time. It's a call to action. And sometimes those words are very rough, very strong. Mm -hmm. It's like Jesus talks to Peter and calls him, get behind me, Satan. Jesus didn't hate it, Peter. He was just making a powerful point that what Peter was representing right now was the interest of the enemy, not the interest of the kingdom of God. But you're absolutely right, because my wife says to me, you got to somehow get the message to those pastors that you're willing to work with them, that you want to work with them, and that you're willing to let go of the past. I mean... We can change history, and this is what I say to the homeless people all the time. Whatever happened, happened. Whatever you did, whatever was done to you, we can't change that. You can't change history. It's done. But today we are making a decision how our tomorrow is going to look like. Today. Today is that day of decision. So you're absolutely right. I want to reach to those pastors. I want to say, hey, maybe you failed me yesterday or a year ago or whatever, but let's come together today and let's work together. I mean, forget about the past. Let's focus on the future because your future, my future is being jeopardized right now in the future of the entire country. So you're absolutely right. I have to work on that. You know, no man is perfect. I have my shortcomings. I'm so focused on swinging the sword that sometimes I'm forgetting that there is also a time to, to come together to the tower, the stronghold, and say, hey, now let's uh, strategize a little bit here and there how we're yeah. going to move forward. Because the one thing that we know, we cannot win this alone. We no, can't. we can't. We need the entire body of Christ to rise up. We need the pastors, the preachers, the, the priests, and all those other people, the rabbis, to come together and forgetting for a moment what divides us and focus on what unites us and freedom should unite us all freedom for you to worship your god as you please freedom to worship my god as i please without without being harassed intimidated jailed attacked imprisoned by the wannabe tyrants that we have in political arena you know so it, how can people how can people contribute to you well obviously I've, I've you been, have a lot you, you showed how many I've been, you showed I've been how many tickets that. you have. So just so you know, well, I've just been for posting. the audio version, just for the audio version, who, who people won't be able to read the comments. You have okay. a lot of tickets. You have a lot of court fights. How can people donate to help you f fight those legal fights? Well, uh, you can use a email, e-transfer, art, A-R-T, at streetchurch.ca. A-R-T at streetchurch.ca. You can visit our website, www.streetchurch.ca. Streetchurch.ca. There is a donate 
button or uh, button over there and you can uh, use uh, paypal so credit cards also you can send us a check we have no problem cashing american checks because people are asking if that's uh, possible and they can send us uh, the the check 1740 25a street southwest calgary alberta canada t3c 1j9 t3c 1j9 and make it to street church uh, like i said we have a good set of lawyers that are defending us and we are hiring a lawyers to go after the villains i want to start suing the mainstream media suing the uh, the politicians the villains the real criminals and the police department kind of like with a message you can't do this there is consequences there will be consequences for your actions and if we win the political arena i'm telling you i'm going to do everything in my power to make sure there is accountability for the politicians there should be always accountability there shouldn't be a time when the politicians can do whatever they want feeling that well what are you going to do to me i can do whatever i want and i still keep my pension all those people should be stripped from their powers and their pensions they should go back to society like every other person with a, a warning and a criminal record they should be charged for treason with a criminal record that they would never be able to do this again to another human being yeah well i know that you're very busy but if your brother has the time he should run for office <laughs> because it he seems is. like he, he got a lot to, to fix up there he is he is running we have a municipal election coming in october he already threw his name into the hat i was asked by a number of political um parties to run for the federal in the federal election that's probably going to come next week next next uh, year well I'll see whatever god has in store for me i'm not um I'm not saying no, never no, um, but I want to be 100% sure that I'm doing what God wants me to do. If I am better off in the capacity of a, of ambassador for God, I should stick with that. If God for one yeah. day says, well, I want you to clean the house and then step down, um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm open to anything. For now, what I'm waiting for is Canadians to rise up. I'm waiting for the army to rise up because we can't fight this alone. We can't do this alone. We need the backing of the people. If I will see that, then we will start cleaning cleaning the house. Well, Joe, any any fi final questions for Arthur before uh, we let him go? No, I I uh, I just want you to know I did put the link in Max. If you could put it on Facebook, I did get blocked from Facebook. Take it from uh, D Live <laughs> or from the website and push it over. I'd appreciate it as well. Um, I just want to, again, reiterate that, you know, there's a lot of people there. There aren't thousands or tens of thousands of people that support you, Arthur, or support what you're doing. There are millions of people. There are millions of people in Canada. There are millions of people in the United States. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to continue to support you. And this is, goes further down. There's a reason why he pushed off his ruling till June 28th. There's a rule. There's a reason. He you, recognizes... You know, uh, Go ahead. Sorry. It's very funny. It's very funny you're mentioning this because I was very upset. I was really upset because I'm a horse. And if you know about horses, we like to run. You know, it's like putting a lion in a cage. I, I just I hate that. I want to be out there with the people. I want to do rallies. I want to do protests and, you know, preach the gospel everywhere I go. However, until the ruling, I am not allowed to do that. or I will be immediately arrested. 
So then I talked to my wife and I said, you know what? I hate what is happening, but perhaps God is allowing this to happen for a purpose. So I said to my wife, you know, maybe I should go to United States and do a little tour around the United States and uh, do conferences or I don't know, rallies or whatever. I don't know what can be arranged, you know, in the next month. But I would be willing to come to the States, even if it means I'll have to be quarantined uh, coming back to Canada for 14 days. If there was something big happening and uh, God would use me in some kind of a capacity, I'm thinking to myself, why not? Let's go. Let's come. Let's stir the pot. Because there's one thing when people hear a human being on TV, right, on, on screen, it's totally a different vibe when you have that connection with the living people with the audience that is there it's a totally different vibe and um again i'm throwing this because you mentioned it so kind of a tying that god has a purpose perhaps that's what he wants maybe he wants me to spend a couple weeks in the states and just stir the pot uh, raise the army i I don't know talk to the people talk and you know so anyway i'm just throwing this so i want to i want to i want to give you an invite here on this show Okay, I want to I want to I want for number one, I absolutely think what you're saying you should do. I mean, I just got the I'll call it the Holy Spirit came over me. Literally, we have an event in Colorado. Twenty thousand people will be at it at Bandamir Speedway in Colorado. Now, FEC United is putting that on. It's an organization that I founded. Uh, There will be 20,000 people there. There will be influencers from around the country that will be there as well. Um, people like uh, Roger Stone will be there. Mike Lindell will be there. Uh, people that, that have a strong faith and a strong belief in preserving constitutional or the rights of people. So on the 24th of June, I want to invite you to speak to those 20,000 people in Colorado. I also have the ability to set you up and put you into different environments and have you speak, if you'd like to, at other conferences around the country. You are welcome to stay at my home. You, uh, you know, if you... It, Whatever you need, I just I, I, I'm telling you right now and I'll, I'll call you afterwards and we'll have a conversation. But I want you to know that if, if you can be here on the, t- the 23rd and meet with those hundred or so uh, influencers, we're having a meeting before the meeting on the 24th. And then on the 24th, uh, I, I can't tell you all the people that are going to be uh, at that event. But I will tell you that 100 percent of those people would support you. These influencers that collectively have 190, 180, 190 million followers. So. If, if uh, that's a possibility, I would like to invite you out. And um, I, I certainly will give you a place where you can, you can speak truth um, on that stage. Yeah, I, I, I really know because what we know about our father is, is a simple truth that nothing happens just because. He always allows the evil to do with an individual what he allows the evil to do for a bigger purpose. That's why the devil, when he nailed Jesus to the cross, he thought he won. He truly, I truly believe that when he was crushing him and beating him up and torturing him, he, he wanted to make sure that even God himself cannot raise Jesus from the dead. I think that's what he, that's why Jesus had to endure such a physical torture making sure the devil you know when you see jesus on the cross you can't recognize if he's a woman or a man he was completely physically destroyed and i think the devil did that on purpose he wanted to make sure you see god i'm going to destroy him in such a way that you yourself will not be able to raise him. he's stupid the devil is completely fool 
Anyone that raises his hands against God Almighty is a fool. A fool has, says in his heart there is no God, but also a fool says, I can win the fight with God. I mean, that's impossible. There is no fight between the devil and Jesus. Jesus won and he wins every single time because the devil is just a creation. He's not the creator. He's not a match for God. He's just a tool that God is allowing to be here for a bigger purpose that sometimes we cannot comprehend because we're just, just, just too narrow-minded. So when he allowed the judge, because I was very upset, I want to be off the leash. I want to go and do stuff. And then I calmed down and I said, God, and my wife prayed, of course, with me. And she said, she said this prayer, God, you only will allow this judge to do whatever you want this judge to do. In the end of the day, God holds the life of the judge in the palm of his hands. So perhaps you have another thing at your sleeves. So I really felt, I felt, you know what, perhaps if I cannot help here at this moment until the trial, maybe I can go to the States and make havoc in the enemy's camp right there. So I, I was not planning to tell you that uh, on this uh, broadcast at all, but when you mentioned it triggered something in my heart. You see, I didn't know that you're putting this together. I'm trying to think, God, um, how how am I to it's get there? I, I don't know. I don't know many people there. I mean, I've done hundreds of shows with people, but really, I don't know people. You know, I got the invitation and I get to meet people in this capacity but i really don't know you right you know what i mean i just yeah we we had a brief relationship during the shows and few you know um telephone conversations but i don't really know much i don't know i don't know many people in the states and i just i was puzzled i said god how can i even let those people know that i believe god wants me there how i'm going to put that together i don't know many people so now when you're telling me you're doing something on 24th i'm thinking i felt I felt like, you know, goosebumps. Yeah, you know, that's it's what like, I was feeling. Know. I was actually sitting here going, <laughs> "Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah." yeah I, it's, I, uh, I, it's divine providence. It is divine providence, and and uh, you know, I'll talk to you after this. I, I it is my birthday today, Arthur. So I just oh, want happy you to birthday. <laughs> that I was I was not going to be on the show. And then they called and they said, you know that Archer's on the show. And I was like, well, I'm not missing the show then. I'm definitely going to be there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You so see, I, maybe that's why. Because because if you were not uh, be on the show, you probably, you know, you would not have the opportunity to say what you said. And I would yeah. not respond the way I did. So, in the end of the day, we know that God sits on the throne. He's not going to be shaken by pandemic or uh, democrats or liberals here or the liars conservatives he's not shaken by all those people he still sits on the throne and he will always have the final say he has the final say we know how the story ends we win in the end it's just sometimes we have to go through hardship to get to the place that he wants us to to be so we can be the influencers so we can encourage people and tell them hey even though you are going to be arrested in the middle of a busy highway uh, look at me i'm still a happy man i'm still yeah. a man of peace in peace inside of me because my joy. god that's right you know so uh this message is desperately needed people are suicidal they're depressed they think that god has abandoned them but that's not the truth he never abandons you he says i never leave you i'll never forsake you yeah 
Well, well I'm gonna. I, I, I am. I'm making my commitment that I I can actually see it now, and I'm gonna get you here, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I want to give you the ability to get on stage in other places and speak to people, whether it be at churches, um, what have you. So, after uh, at three o'clock today, my time. Are Are you in the mountain region? But you're in Alberta. No, you're in the central yeah, region. Two, no, mountain. Two o'clock. It's two o three right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, this is going to be right, well, exciting well, stuff. I'm looking forward to having you here. That's going to be. Yeah, really I I got exciting. goosebumps too. I got goosebumps too. Just all of that just coming together. Be very very exciting. So, well, Arthur, I want to thank you for coming on the show again. Um, I, I we I love to have you back on again. I hope it's not because you get arrested again. I hope we can just have a conversation <laughs> without one of those stories. Um, but we, we will, gonna, we're going to follow your story and, uh, and just know that we and everyone watching and listening are definitely praying for you. So if anyone wants to help donate to Arthur and help him with his cause, streetchurch.ca, it's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, streetchurch.ca and you can find all the details there. Uh, I don't want to, I don't even want to attempt to read the address out. Canadian addresses are very complicated, <laughs> but you can find all the details there help donate to his cause well arthur thank you so much for coming on and uh and have a great rest of your day thank you god bless you guys all right god bless you god bless well that was a he's always a great interview he's always a great interview um i i want to have him on again i just hope as i told him i hope that he doesn't get arrested again surely we, we can figure out a way to talk to him without <laughs> without him getting arrested or getting harassed by the gestapo but they tried um, to burn down his we, house. We, they tried. Yeah, they tried to burn down terrifying. his house. And actually, John said in the comments it was probably the police. Well, you, you you have to wonder. You have to wonder who actually was involved in it. I mean, he looked outside. They were burning his house down, and the police happened to be there. So does that mean that they were a part of it? It could be. It's hard to trust those that are supposed to enforce the law when there is lawlessness. It's hard to trust yeah. that those people that are. That, that have been given the, the opportunity to, to serve and protect no longer have the goal of serving and protecting you. It's about pride. Yeah. Well, what is pride? Show, show me that in action. It's nothing. In the United States, it takes an average of 13 minutes for the police to arrive at your home. Yet they want to strip you of your ability to carry a gun. The ATF, we'll talk about yeah. it yesterday. The ATF came out and said, we, or excuse me, the, the, the guy that's, that is auditioning for the ATF was more concerned with saying, oh, thank you, Senator, for asking me that question. Yeah. Oh, thank you for, for giving me a Dr. Pepper. Oh, Dr. we'd really Pepper, like yeah. to take away your <laughs> AR-15s. Oh, yeah, that's right. The people in Waco shot down two helicopters with 50 calibers. I want to know what world these yeah. people live in. I want to know what world they live in. And it's these police world. don't it's represent... It's a clown world. It is. This is why I keep telling you over and over and over again that it is important for you to stand up. And if you're not going to stand up and you're not going to give your effort, then give your money. Give your finances. Support it in a bigly way. Support bigly. it. Bigly. I didn't say support me or me independently or conservative daily. I didn't say you be the one to stand up and 100% fund the movement, but stand in the gap. Give of your time, yeah. give of your efforts, sacrifice something. I can't tell you enough. You have Arthur that literally is standing up being dragged through the street. That is Nazi Germany. And what MTG yeah. said is true. It's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. And he's so modest, right? We have video yes. of him getting dragged through the street because, and he's being charged with going to church. 
with attending yeah. a church service. And I'm asking him, do you consider yourself a martyr? And he's so modest. He's like, no, I don't. Well, you read the Bible. <laughs> there are passages that talk about you being persecuted in the name of God and that everything they've done to you, they've done to the prophets before you. So it, it's scary stuff. But he he's strong. He's a fighter. And uh, it, it'll be pretty exciting if we can get him to the States. I think he'll like it. I, don't, I, I, I hope he can come. <clears throat> I imagine that they might put up a stink for him coming to leave the country with pending charges. They might throw up a stink, but I hope we can get it. We, we, it will, we will do everything we can to get him here. Uh, I want to say something else, Max. And, and then uh, there's a young man, 14 years old, that wrote me a letter sent to my house, 14 years old. I'm going to read that tomorrow, that letter. But he's 14 years old. He's in the education system and he's thanking me for standing up. And he's like, whatever I can do, whatever I can do on my side to stand up, I want to do. But thank he's thanking me for being courageous. It's letters like that and things that I get that push me further down that path to understand this is God's path. Those are the so we're going to read it tomorrow. I think that all of you will be touched by this letter that he sent to me. It was uh, pretty amazing. So if you are listening, we're going to read it tomorrow. I probably won't say your name on that, but I use your initials. Uh, but I want you to do I, I do want you to know that I appreciate you. And he is a symbol for that all hope is not lost in our young people. And there are good parents out there that are that are fighting to keep their kids morally grounded and ethically centered. And uh, yeah, it's 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 good to know. It's really good to know. It's encouraging. It definitely is. Well, we didn't ever say no one said trash. You notice that no one said trash the entire. Oh, my gosh. Time. Did we miss the trash? That's because we didn't want to there, talk there, about no the left. Trash. We just wanted to talk to about. We want to yeah. talk about. Yeah. No one said trash. I had it all ready to go. Go to my screen. Right. The Today's left is the trash. Was the, was, I just said it, it. It was the Polish word. It was the Polish word for trash. Śmieci. Śmieci. Which I, I probably just Śmieci. butchered it, but that's they how did. Google Translate says it should be. It should be yeah. pronounced. Śmieci. Um, I want him to read it, but no one said trash. Dziękuję. No one said trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the word of the day, Schmiechi. Yeah. Um, the left are Schmiechi. Um, well, a great interview. Really glad we could do it. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, hit that share button. What are you waiting for? Have you done it yet? If you haven't, hit it now. Some people in the comment section are saying they didn't see the first hour. Go back and watch it because we explain what happened to Arthur. We, we play the video. We play two other videos that we haven't played on the podcast yet of him being harassed at his church and him being dragged through the streets and arrested when they caught up to him while driving in his car. Make sure you watch that. Make sure you hit the share button. If you haven't already, subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. Very important. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. We go live on Facebook, DLive, Twitch, and conservative-daily.com. So make sure you check out the live broadcast there. If you haven't already, text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and you'll get a text alert letting you know when we're going live. The text alerts start going out about 10 minutes before air, just because we have so many people on the list, we can't send them all at once at the trickle through. Um, but we do, there, it is working again. So make sure you sign up for that. And there's a link in the description for you to join our email newsletter as well. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. A happy birthday to Joe, the happy 27. <laughs> 7, 46. <laughs> happy 46th birthday. Uh, again, my name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Oltman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, and it obviously isn't over in Canada either. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.